0: are you thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out The Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for Dungeon Masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Find the Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube.
1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. The other day, last week, (laughs) on Monday, I said, in our own personal... You
2: did. I noticed that at the moment, but I figured that... Because sometimes you switch it so that you can say it more easily or like... I... I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I and figured then, that was
1: intentional, and I was just like, okay, cool. I was editing the episode, and I was like, that seems wrong. That doesn't <laughs> sound right.
2: Oh, I figured you just knew what you were doing. I wasn't going to question you. No,
1: so a formal apology to yeah, all involved. we
2: were really upset. Truly, We got honestly, so many messages
1: being like, what is wrong with Keegan? You have a right to be upset. <laughs> um, and you know what? Here's the thing. We all have a right to be upset. <laughs> we're going to start with... <laughs> something awful. Of course, that's how we do it here. (laughs) Awful, but predictable. Yeah. Right. Okay. So last week at some point after we had recorded, the Senate finally voted on whether or not to have witnesses, additional Mm -hmm. witnesses for the impeachment hearing. And I think there is part of me, I am like 70% cynicism, but then there's this like 30% optimist where i'm like maybe maybe I'm, I'm i'm more 90/10 because i knew it
2: wasn't going to change but at the same time i was like maybe they're maybe they'll like give a
1: little wiggle room well here's the thing i never thought they were going to um, him. convict him right, right like yeah. i never thought they were going to actually remove him from office mm-hmm. like i didn't hold out that kind of hope but i did think that maybe it's possible that they're going to want to demonstrate even the smallest amount of backbone. And they did. They put on a show. They pretended. Lisa Murkowski um, definitely pretended like, oh, maybe I'll vote to see more witnesses because that's what you should do. And I think a lot of these... That's how a fucking trial works. A lot of these Republicans, they have enough wherewithal to understand what the optics look like and to understand, like, what they should do. And so I thought maybe for that reason, they would at least vote to hear witnesses Uh Uh, and unfortunately that didn't happen Um, there were only two Republicans voting in favor of witnesses and that was Mitt Romney and Suzanne Collins yeah and um, which is
2: not the same name as the Hunger Games author
1: Suzanne Collins yeah oh is it is her her, hold on (laughs) make sure that that's actually her name Oh, it's Susan Collins.
2: Susan Collins. That's why. Okay. Because I, I
1: was like, I wrote it down as Suzanne, and I'm like, that's not right. Did you have
2: Hunger Games on the brain?
1: It's possible. You know <laughs> you know that she's putting out a new book, right? There's going to be another movie. No idea. It's a prequel.
2: But is it going to be uh, Jennifer Lawrence?
1: No, it's a prequel. It's supposed oh. to take place like 70 years earlier, but you would think it would surround like, oh, the uprising. It's going to be all yeah. about that stuff. It's actually about snow. Oh. President Snow. No one cares. Like I'm like, really? why it's
2: it'd be like reading a book about President Trump. Like, literally we don't, care. don't need to know how yeah, he became who he is.
1: Anyway, that is a huge sidebar, but yes, there's Suzanne Collins, the author of The Hunger Games, and Susan Collins, who is a Republican senator. So I'm really
2: glad we cleared that up. Yes.
1: So Suzanne Collins and Mitt Romney, they both both voted in favor of seeing additional witnesses. Uh but unfortunately most every other Republican every other mm-hmm. Republican actually in the Senate um voted uh, to not see any additional witnesses. Yeah. And it's just really frustrating and annoying because you have people like Lisa Murkowski who will very often say things like, uh, it's despicable, it's a disgrace, it's absolutely terrible, and say all the right things because yeah. she knows how it looks and she knows how history is going to view this. I think she has enough wherewithal. There are some people who I feel like are so so far gone that I don't think they're even thinking in those terms yeah, anymore. Yeah, I agree. But I think she is, and I think she knows that what's happening is wrong, uh, but she's not brave enough to completely split with her party. So she'll yeah. say, while well, what he did was despicable and dishonorable... I don't want to remove him from office. And that was pretty much... There were a lot of Republicans who said kind of the same thing.
2: But that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if what he did was so despicable or dishonorable and all of these things that she's saying, then how can you possibly not even give it a chance for witnesses or for anything else to have an actual trial?
1: Because they don't want the heat. They don't want his base.
2: I get that, but what she's saying is incredibly hypocritical.
1: Right. But you know what? I think a lot of Republicans feel that way. Like the layperson, the everyday totally. Republican. They know yeah. he's a disgusting person. But they're not they going to take him out of office. Right. They know he does shitty things. Yeah. Um, but they don't want to remove him from office. So on Wednesday, predictably, the Senate did acquit... Trump um, on both counts of the impeachment. And I
2: love the way that Trump celebrated his acquittal uh, because, of course, he tweeted and he tweeted a fake Time magazine cover saying that he will be president forever. Oh, great.
1: (laughs) I mean, that shouldn't fill you with absolute terror. I mean, I really do feel like that's what he wants. He wants this kind of authoritarian regime. Yeah, he, he does. admires people like Vladimir Putin yeah. um, and Kim Jong-un. Like, he wants that. He wants that kind of everlasting power. Yeah. And that is the thing that should scare Republicans the most. Yeah. And, you know, shame on Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins, um, because both of them... Um, voted to acquit and it's, it's truly super upsetting. And, um, the only Republican who did not vote to acquit was Mitt Romney. Mm -hmm. But only
2: for, uh, one of the charges.
1: He voted to convict on abuse of power. Yeah. So he did not, um, vote on the obstruction charge. Was it the obstruction charge? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So he didn't vote in favor of that, but he is the only senator ever to vote to remove a president from his or her own party. Wow. So no one has ever done that before. And there's a lot... And look, I'm going to give him the credit that he's due. Yeah, Amy Klobuchar did did give him... You know, she just did say that
2: she was happy for him to have done that. but Right.
1: And, and I'm going to read a little bit about what he said, which I will give him a lot of credit for because, look, I lived in Utah. It's a very conservative state. Um, I'm sure that a lot of the people in his state, a lot of the people who voted for him, do not like that he feels this way and he's saying these things. Yeah. Um, so I will give him props because it is brave, kind <laughs> of. Um. It's braver yeah. than Lisa Murkowski or Susan Collins are willing to be. Yeah. Uh, however, I also think that there's this weird thing about standing up and applauding someone for literally doing your job. Yeah. Like, you are doing your job, but you're protecting the, bar, the Constitution, and you're doing the bare minimum. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say, is that the bar is so unbelievably
2: low that no, whenever a Republican is willing to kind of give a little bit... It seems like a bigger deal than it would, let's say, even six years ago. You know, it seems
1: right. uh, different
2: than it does now. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, but that's truly, like, so upsetting. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's totally upsetting. This is this is your job. Like, I'm so glad you did it and you're the only one who did it, but honestly, we should be more upset that you are the only one who did your job mm-hmm. than happy um, that you did this. Yeah. Because, like, you did the right thing. Like, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) and I I know it wasn't easy, but still. So I got this from a Washington Post article. Romney called Trump's demand to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky that he investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter a quote, flagrant assault on our electoral rights, our national security and our fundamental values. He went on to say, there's no question in my mind that were their names not Biden, the president would never have done what he did. Yeah. Corrupting an election to keep oneself in office is perhaps the most abusive and destructive violation of one's oath of office that I can imagine. Yeah. So,
2: I mean... Well, it is interesting because it is almost like a campaign strategy for Trump by doing that, but he got caught. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, it is.
1: I mean, and that's the thing that was so upsetting is that, I think I've maybe said this on this podcast before, but... um, all these people, even on the on the left, that were coming out and saying, like, well, we'll let the people decide. We'll let yeah. the people decide in the election. And it's like, that's what he's trying to cheat at. Yeah, well, that's what he cheated at before, uh, right. during the 2016 exactly. election. He already tried to, like... And he was trying to do it again. Like, we don't yeah. let the people decide. You know, because mm-hmm. the issue with that is that he's trying to cheat at the election. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to play the game fairly. fairly. No. Well,
2: and and Bernie Sanders kind of spoke upon that a little bit, basically saying that this acquittal will show an example to future presidents that you can live above the law mm-hmm. if you're the president.
1: Well, I mean, and that's basically what his defense was. Yeah. His defense actually said something that... I'm the president, and I can do what I want. That, I mean, that, is <laughs> Yeah, his, I know. His defense team, though, like, yeah. they essentially said that. They were basically like, well, um, whenever a president thinks that, or any person mm-hmm. who's taking office, when they think that they're the right person for the country and them being in office is the right thing for the country, then they're doing it for the benefit of the country Mm -hmm. and therefore nothing they do can actually be illegal because it's in the best interest of the country. And so it's like, okay, so you're saying that any elected official can do whatever Whatever they they want want because...
2: They are. That's what they're saying. Exactly. Because
1: them being... In, in office. Because
2: this is not a dictatorship. Like, that's not what being president means. It's supposed to be a democracy. It should fucking scare everybody. It like, should. It should
1: scare the shit out of everyone. And, you know, Trump did a State of the Union that I didn't watch. Um, nope. <laughs> Me neither. Because fuck him. I didn't watch the State of the Union, uh, but I do know he awarded the Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh a raging racist uh if you guys want to know about rush limbaugh's racism we could do a whole fucking episode on rush limbaugh um but you could just literally search search rush limbaugh slavery and see (sighs) what quotes come up because they exist they do exist and i've read them um so so fuck that already
2: so deserving so (sighs) deserving of
1: the medal of of freedom. freedom somebody who was literally like Slavery had its good points. <laughs> he said that, actually said it out loud to oui. people, to other human people. He said it to human people, like um, other human being people. But then, of course, the other viral thing that happened at the Save the Union is that um, Nancy Pelosi ripped up his uh, speech. Yes,
2: and there were people that were upset with that because I guess they that somewhere in his speech he was discussing a like a war veteran hero. Well, he, yeah, he trotted out a were, Tuskegee
1: Airman. Yeah,
2: thank you. And he and people were... Somebody commented on our picture when I posted it. I saw it. And they were like, he, what about the the veteran? And oh, what about
1: the person that Trump used as a human prop? Yeah. The token black person exactly. that he trotted out so that he could be like, I'm friends with the blacks, please vote for me. <laughs> because that's what he's doing. It and is what he's
2: pandering. doing. And pandering. Yeah, and that's why Nancy like, ripped it up. It's not to show disrespect for anybody that he was discussing, except for maybe Rush Limbaugh. Um, She just said um, that it was so it was so disgusting that she just wanted to rip this it up this display
1: is ridiculous well, it really is and I understand from the perspective of like whoa that's a level of like petty oh but we, I'm here for it that we don't <laughs> but that we aren't used to seeing yeah. from our politicians yeah however the scale of what is acceptable like all of the Republicans all of the fucking live laugh love girls I went to fucking high school with are all over my Facebook being like I don't usually like to talk about politics, but Mm -hmm. I just had to jump in and mention this because it's so disrespectful and I don't expect these kinds of things from my politicians. Like, guys... Republicans opened the door to this mm-hmm. like you guys opened the fucking door for all like yeah. quote unquote civility to go out the window that's not how we work anymore yeah I mean just like call me whenever Nancy Pelosi is actually like sexually assaulting somebody yeah or trying to rig an election or doing any number of things putting kids in cages yeah any like, of those things call me and then talk to me about disrespect and like disrespect of the American people that's a
2: great way of putting it
1: like because It's just so fucking ridiculous. It's like, yes, we're not used to seeing officials act like this, but we're not used to seeing, you know, our president mock disabled people on national television either. Yeah. So that's where we are, folks. Yeah,
2: to quote John Mulaney, it's a horse in a hospital. We're just waiting to see what happens to the horse in the hospital. We never know what's going to happen next. Or
1: everyone else in the hospital. Like, I'm worried about the patients in the hospital. Yes, we are very concerned. Honestly, like... (laughs) It's ridiculous. Oh man. Uh, okay, so we wanted to talk about the Iowa caucus, yeah. that happened earlier this week on that Monday. Was just a gorgeous shit show. It really. is an entire shit show, <laughs> and I've just been getting because I get alerts from New York Times, and I've yeah. just been getting like tons of like breaking news alert about uh, the Iowa caucus for days. Like yeah. we're recording um, now on a Thursday, uh, but just for our listeners who maybe don't know, I know we have a lot of listeners who are not based in the U.S., so. Sorry that most of our What's in the News episodes, especially lately, have been so US yeah. focused, but um, it's just kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. But en- enjoy our shit show yeah, while sh- you're not living in it. <laughs> I mean, we should talk about England at some point. My brother is, yes. is living in London right now, and it's.
2: Let's they have it. their
1: own shit show. Okay? Oh, so
2: many of them <laughs> do. They all do, but enjoy ours. Yeah, enjoy Can ours. Take a break from yours and enjoy ours. Yes. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Separate yourself. <laughs> So, for those who don't know, because, to be honest, it is confusing, and I didn't even fully understand what the Iowa caucuses were or why they exist. Or why they're important. Still yeah. not sure why they exist. I, I believe it's it's supposed to be, from from
2: what I got, from what I've read, it's kind of like a benchmark of, like, how many delegates are voting
1: for you. Well, that's what it's used for now. Like, they've started using it for that. Like, it's the Basically, it's, like, the first show of force before the primaries actually get started. It's to show,
2: like, who's doing how well and things like that, right? Yes,
1: but I don't know that it was put into place that way initially because I don't think they have a regular primary. Like, I think that that's the issue uh, that makes it different. I could be wrong about that. Um, Iowans, let me know if I'm wrong. But I'm just going to read the first, like, two paragraphs from the Iowa caucus Wikipedia page. Go for it. Because I read it and I was like, okay... I have, like, some kind of basis for my understanding of, like, what's happening right now. So, the Iowa caucuses are biennial electoral events for members of the Democratic and Republican parties in the U.S. state of Iowa. Unlike primary elections in most other states where registered voters go to polling places to cast their ballots, Iowans instead gather at local caucus meetings to discuss and vote on the candidates. So, it's like a big town hall. Yeah. And... So that's interesting.
2: I'm wondering, and maybe you're going to get to this, so I apologize if I'm asking preemptively, but I wonder if Iowa, I, I wonder why Iowa is the state and I wonder right. if it has to do with maybe, I, I know it is, is it a red state or is it kind of a middle state i
1: don't know if it's a swing state or not i think it
2: might be kind of a I wonder if it is a swing state because that would make sense to me because i know that like iowa is right below minnesota and minnesota is a blue state but it's also very close but to that like that whole
1: area is very
2: red yes it is and that's what i'm saying so it's close to some you know illinois minnesota very blue it's close to that but then it's also very close to a lot of really red states yeah
1: too. i have no idea Um, It says, during both the presidential and midterm election seasons, registered Iowan voters vote in a pre-precinct caucus for the party of which they are registered as a member. So it was just like a party full of registered Democrats. Uh, The caucuses are also held to select delegates to county convention and party committees, among other party activities. The Iowa caucuses are noteworthy as the first major contest in the United States presidential primary season. Um are there any other Republican candidates for the
2: 2020 election? No. I didn't think so because that was my next thing was I was like, okay, I'm hearing
1: a lot right about now. the
2: Democrats. Not right now. That's bizarre to me well, that but no other
1: Republican wants to go up against Trump. But that's typically the way it is. I guess so. It's like nobody really went up against Obama, Obama like from the Democratic side. That's true.
2: I kind of forgot about that.
1: Yeah, so that's I don't true. I don't really think that that's I mean actually maybe Hillary Did Hillary try? I I don't don't know. I don't remember. I know that I just remember... I heard murmurings that Mitt Romney was considering it, but it's really hard to do. Like, if it's a sitting president of your own party, it's very difficult.
2: Right. I I agree with that. But everything is so unconventional, part of me is like, well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'll throw somebody
1: in, you know? It's possible. Um So the results from the Iowa Democratic Caucuses were delayed by, quote, quality control checks on Monday night. And then days later, so as late as this morning, this morning, Thursday um, morning, yeah, quality control issues still hadn't been resolved. Yeah. Uh, And I got a, you know, notice a breaking news alert that was basically like the New York Times ran their own kind of investigation into this and found a lot of glaring Issues. They're they're doing essentially a recount. um, Yes, it was riddled with inconsistencies and flaws. That's what it said. Well,
2: because they they tried this new app, and from what I've read, it was kind of rushed to be ready for the Iowa caucus. Um, The app was programmed by a company called Shadow. And from what I read, it it just had a lot of like design errors, and there hmm. were things that made it really not user friendly, which made it really difficult for people to <sighs> cast
1: their votes. It's so frustrating because it's like we just survived twenty sixteen. We're all still shell shocked uh, by the amount of like voter. Issues that mm-hmm. happened there and meddling in our elections, um, that none of us feel safe right now. So it's very scary whenever you see these kinds of things happening already, because it makes me worried for the primary, and yeah. then it, of course it makes me worried for the actual presidential election. Yeah, like I'm concerned if we can't figure our shit out, you what, guys. What? It, like
2: this is a a primary before the primary. Let's call it, and we're already like. Days of being unsure of what the results are. We still are. don't. You fully can imagine. Know. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre to me because both Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders are kind of celebrating their victory right now. Right. Um, the percentages as of this morning, Thursday morning, for the percentage of delegate votes was Pete Buttigieg was at twenty six point two percent followed by Sanders, who's at 26%, Warren at 18.2%, and Biden at 15.8%. So
1: I checked right before coming oh, good. here, and the reason why there's so much confusion is because it's literally less than 0.1%. Between Buttigieg and
2: yes. Sanders. Yeah, I've also seen, because this one says 262 and 26%, and then er- later in the day I read twenty six percent
1: and 26.1%. Right. That's what I see. Okay. It's 26.2 and 26.1. Damn. So it's less than 0.1% of a difference. So
2: maybe that's why they're Um, both celebrating.
1: So Bernie was straight up like, we're declaring victory. Uh, I I mean, Buttigieg did it first. Yeah. Buttigieg did it before. He did it before anything. Before all of the results were in. Yeah. and And I think that's
2: what raised a lot of concerns about his involvement with the app. He's shady as
1: shit. Like, he honestly, is, and I
2: used to really like I him. I know. I used to really, really like him. Like, this time last year, I was like, yeah, I'm totally down for that. And now I'm kind of like,
1: no, he's I don't shady. think I like He's you. very much an establishment person. Um, he has worked for some kind of shady companies. Right. Doesn't like talking about his histories with those companies. Um, yeah. Billionaires really, really fucking like him, which always yeah. makes me side-eye someone. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to be here for the billionaires. But I
2: do have to say... That it is a monumental step to have had a gay man be in the lead yes. after the Iowa caucus, like sure. that is fantastic. Like I think if you look at it objectively
1: from our uh, diversity standpoint, I appreciate it from that standpoint. But I him appreciate as a person, it that we've, <laughs> we've come far enough as a country that this is possible, right? That's great. Yeah, uh, but him as a person, he's sketchy as
2: shit. Right. That doesn't change who he is as a person, but I still think that it is a victory for... The Democratic Party in the United yes. States, but for as, that.
1: as we know here in LA, like West Hollywood, WeHo as we call it, um, <laughs> it's called like Boys Town, yeah, because it's basically if you go to WeHo, it's like rainbow flags everywhere, it's like
2: Disneyland. Yes, it's, I love WeHo. It's <laughs> all
1: about like all the best like gay clubs are down there, mm-hmm. um, And there's a whole community of LGBTQ people in WeHo, and a lot. Of them don't like Pete, yeah. Which is a that same something. That's yeah. really It's a saying bit something. of an issue when people in your own like community are like, "No, thank no, you. No, we don't want to be represented by you. <laughs> no, thank, thank you. you, please." <laughs> yeah, and of course that's not speaking for everybody. No, but of course
2: not. But for you know, for a lot, I've seen a lot of Buttigieg, um signs. I feel like lately in front of people's houses, yeah. like mostly in like Toluca Lake area. Which for those of you who don't live in in LA, that's a little bit more of a richer. A lot of celebrities live there. I have seen area. a
1: lot of um, Yang. Gang. Out here, a lot. Yeah, it's
2: weird. And I, he's not really like I hear about him, but he's he not has really a very risen much.
1: small, but committed, very base. passionate yes. base. And yes. I, I like Andrew
2: Yang. Like I I'm do cool too. with him. I just don't
1: think he's done enough for me no. to, be,
2: to want to vote for him. No, it doesn't but make any sense. I, I
1: like him. I think he's a cool dude.
2: Right. I mean, hey, maybe next time. Yeah,
1: maybe next time, Yang. So, according to a New York Times analysis, more than 100 precincts reported results that were internally inconsistent. And uh, that were missing data and that were not possible under the complex rules of the Iowa caucuses. So they were actually reporting results that were not possible. Like, they couldn't happen um, at all. So they've had to completely, like, redo things. Uh, In some cases, vote tallies do not add up. Yeah. (laughs) And in others, precincts are shown allotting the wrong number of delegates to certain candidates. And in at least a few cases, the Iowa Democratic Party's reported results do not match those results. By the precincts, so it's just a mess. Like nothing matches; they're just inconsistent. Sometimes not possible at all. Yeah. Uh, so they're having to kind of like scrap it and start over. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Like it's scary yeah, for it's, me. It's very, it's very like negligent. It seems
2: like like they were not prepared um and it is it is kind of a looming fear of what's to come right i hope that this could be a learning experience that we can ensure that the primaries be as legitimate as possible but of course when we're talking about donald trump and we're talking about our elections
1: right now again we're talking about somebody we're not safe who is actively trying to cheat at the 2020 election yeah um, so when you're dealing with that, and then you're dealing with things like this, yeah, where there's like actual problems with the ways in which we are trying to vote, yeah, uh, it's a very scary combination. yeah, and not all the errors were minor errors. Like there were some glaring, large errors. Was it and like mathematical errors
2: or was it like technical glitches? I, I
1: don't I don't know. okay. I don't know. I would guess that it would have to be. I mean, it could possibly be both. Yeah. Um. I would guess it's probably if this is a new app, do there y- are bugs. All of the above, yeah. Right. Like there are bugs anytime yeah. anyone who's worked in development for anything, you, uh-huh. like anything that you use has gone through so much testing. Yeah. And I'm sure they did testing on this app, but there are going to be bugs. There's going to be flaws. Right, and probably because there's so many people using it. Right, They're it's the so first time trying something like yeah, this. Yeah, which
2: also, when I think of it being the first time trying it, I'm kind of like, okay, I can give you somewhat of you know wiggle room or whatever. So I'm hoping that at least this is an opportunity for.
1: This is awfully important to be trying something new, though. It is, know? it
2: is. But maybe, maybe we have to be trying something new because of the way the last election went. Maybe.
1: You I know? mean, we'll see. But anyway, I thought it was interesting. So you've got Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders both in the lead. They both have 11 delegates and um, are within 1% of each other. It is kind of amazing. I, I, you know, I don't like him, but it's kind of amazing that Poot, 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 (laughs) Poot, It's kind of amazing that Pete Buttigieg has been able to advance this much. Like, uh, I think a lot of it probably does have to do with the fact that Sanders, Warren, and Klobuchar were all kind of sequestered in the impeachment hearings and Uh weren't able to canvass in Iowa as much as he was. He really took advantage of that and spent a lot of time in Iowa.
2: He did spend a lot of time in Iowa, and I think that a lot of what he stands for... Uh, if if Iowa is a swing state, then what he stands for as a Democratic candidate can speak to that side of, that part of the country. Yeah. The part that's maybe a little bit in between.
1: So I found this very interesting, though, because what I'd been hearing and what I'd been seeing is that, like, if we're going to go with a kind of more moderate, centrist kind mm-hmm. of candidate, that we would go with Biden, that's what everybody has been saying. It's going to be Biden. It's going to be Biden. Biden's still ahead. A lot of the polling was showing that Biden was still ahead. Yeah, he did and not do well. he came in fourth. Yeah. So he came in after Buttigieg, Sanders... Warren, yeah. then Biden, and then Klobuchar after that. I didn't include anyone after that because after that it was kind it's, of like yeah. we were into very low percentage points. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like Bloomberg got like zero or something yeah, like yeah.
2: that. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was honestly a little bit surprising to me, but also not surprising because I think the top three could have been predicted pretty easily. Um, I but would have I, put Biden in there. I'm surprised. I, yeah, I kind of thought the same. I mean, in the beginning of all of this, I really
1: thought Bernie wouldn't get very far. Well, I think the media wanted to convince us that Bernie wouldn't get very far. Yeah, but if I was judging by the media's narrative and by my own observations, because I, of course, had op- op- observed, I, of course, had observed that. Um, Bernie was doing very well uh, right. from what I could see. So if I had kind of put it in order based on what the media was telling me and yeah. what I was observing, I probably would have switched Buttigieg and Biden, to be honest. I,
2: I agree. You because I'm thinking maybe, like, even um, Sanders, Warren, Biden? Or would you
1: think that Biden would be above Warren? I think Biden... I, I would have guessed that Biden would have beat Warren. I probably would have gone Bernie... Mm-hmm. Biden, Warren, yeah, Buttigieg, or I even I could have seen Biden coming in first just yeah. because of the name recognition because he's a centrist, yeah. You know, um, I would Then, what have do you think assumed. the reasons?
2: Then, what do you think the reasons are? Do you think it's it's fresh meat? What do you think the reasons are? I don't, I don't know,
1: eat? other than the only thing I can really think of is that. Buttigieg really pushed hard in Iowa. He spent and, yeah. a lot of time there. He took advantage of the fact that the other senators uh, who were running for president weren't available. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's why. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that's as good a guess as any. Yeah. But anyways, it's interesting. And look, if you support uh, Buttigieg, if you think we're being too hard on him... <laughs> Let us know why. Yeah, exactly. Give us your thoughts,
2: exactly. And I'm—I mean, I'm very open because, like I said, really liked the guy. Thought he was cool. Not a big fan anymore. I think it's kind of sketchy. But I—I've been proven wrong so many times in my life, I can't count. I know. Like so... honestly,
1: we could be surprised. Who knows? Right now, he feels very disingenuous to me, and that's yeah. a lot of the criticism that I've heard. But you know
2: what? Anyone but Trump, twenty twenty.
1: <laughs> like, really, yeah. Really, like even if at the end of the
2: day he ended up becoming president, I would celebrate it because that means Trump is out of the office. Yeah, you're I would right. still celebrate. You're right.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I stand too. Cool. So that's all we have. That's today. all we
2: have. It yeah. was a very political centered episode. I know there was a lot that happened with the Super Bowl and the halftime show. Oh, yeah. There's so many things going on. So many Facebook that moms are, freaking out about Yeah, that are fun. Ass-shaking. And yeah, exactly. Well, and I've even read a few uh, articles about uh, the stripping community having some issues with it as well. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we, we kind of filled up our time with a lot of very important political things, so we didn't really get into anything too... Uh, light-hearted and fun. But thank you so much for listening. Like Keegan said, if you have any thoughts about, you know, Buttigieg that we are unaware of and that, you know, proving us wrong in that, if there's any other thoughts you have about Nancy Pelosi or the State of the Union or the Iowa caucus, anything like that, any of your thoughts are welcome. Feel free to email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can also get us on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminists and direct message us there. We finally hit 12K followers on Instagram. Now we just need to transfer all of those to listens, everybody. (laughs) So tell your friends about us, please. Um, Let's see. We also have a Twitter at YANF Podcast. Y-A-N-F Podcast. Wow! I'm so sorry.
1: My mom had texted me and she's wanting advice about something and I was trying to think about what I was gonna say to her, I'm sorry. Y A N F podcast. We don't use it. We don't people. use it.
2: But we have to say it because it's there and it's part of my like script in my head now. I suppose. Should we just stop saying it?
0: No. Let, let it's us know fine. if we should
2: stop saying it. <laughs> Write us in if we should stop. Plugging our Twitter that we don't use. Um, let's see. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can chat with other listeners in the group page. You can rate and review us on our business page, which we love. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We have started Reviewer Tuesday. Back up. We, are we have up and running. So this is your chance. This is your shot. Your one opportunity. I'm speaking eight mile now. You are. Um, if you don't already, listen to us on Radio Public. It's a free way for you to listen. It helps us out just a little bit, and we greatly appreciate it. That is everything we got for you today. With all of that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye.
1: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator.